Hey everyone. Wow, actually coming in hot because I was at a Christmas party right before we came on. Usually Chad and I are on about an hour before just kind of talking yeah. and just going over stuff. I literally slipped in like eight minutes ago um, from a Christmas party that we were having. And uh uh so but it's that time of the year. I saw that HQ was having Christmas parties or holiday parties and looked like they had a good time there seeing pictures from that. Yeah, it um, looks like they had it at Space Needle. Yep. Yep, looks like that's where it looked like they had it. Um, so any 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 big plans, Chad? Uh, no, heading out of town tomorrow morning, and uh, oh. that's about it. That's all the plans I have besides finishing my shop. But uh, yeah, and, that's why and we shop? didn't really have a build tonight because I'm try I'm working on it. Yeah, that I mean that I, I know the feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm doing some really quick, easy, simple things for my channel because I'm building actually staging up to build some gear for actually production gear. So I completely understand completely. So, but tonight we're going to be doing at ask us questions. You ask us, we've got a few things that we're going to, Chad's going to show and do some different stuff. Um, but really tonight is ask us, um, there's an ask us show. So just, we want to hear, get your questions. So go ahead and start putting your questions in to the chat and we'll, We'll get those to those here in a moment. But before we get too much further, we need to go ahead and, uh, as they used to say in the radio, we need to pay the bills. So here we go, and we're going to throw to our sponsors. If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a Bison 2 level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Logwork, the creators of the fantastic logbook made with genuine right-in-the-rain paper, the logbook's designed for the micro-containers of the present and future, geared towards the hider who'd rather go caching than doing cache maintenance. Find them at logwork.com. That's L-O-G-W-E-R-K.com. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. All right. I'm already seeing some questions and some of them, like I said, this is an ask us anything. And from the pizza ninja, I mean, what other question would there be from him? But what's your favorite kind of pizza, Chad? Uh, um, chicken, bacon, ranch, chicken, bacon, ranch. I haven't yeah. had that one. Uh, is that, is that with a white sauce or a red sauce? It has ranch sauce. Ran oh, ranch sauce. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually so, pretty good. So just uh, grilled chicken, bacon, ranch, some uh, lettuce, tomatoes, stuff like that. It's pretty good. Okay. I like – I do a whole bunch of variety of different stuff, but one of them that – if you can actually find a place that actually does it in the actual ovens, we have a place here called Pyros, and they have some really good pizzas, a little personal pan – not even pan, little personal pieces like that. But something that I've started, we started doing with the kids is that 
Jess will make the dough. I'll take that dough and we'll throw it out on the grill and I'll get it kind of browned on one side. And before I flip it over, we bring it in and the kids will put their toppings that they want on there. So, because Curtis loves pepperoni pizza with the tomato sauce and the cheese. Uh, Nikki likes uh, white sauce, Alfredo sauce. And so we did this with a party and the kids, they were to bring their own condiments or stuff to put on there. We put it on there. I throw it back on the grill to finish it off. Let me tell you, it's really good. And then you don't have a kid complaining, well, I don't like this pizza. Well, if they complain, it's like, well, guess what? You fixed you it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know there's a there's a place by us where you, they actually bring the dough out and everything, and they can make their own pizza at the table, and then they take it in and bake it. Um, I actually really like Red Robin's pizza, their pepperoni pizza. Um, Wait, are, really? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Adi says, if you they say, buddy, with pineapple, I'm leaving. <laughs> I like pineapple. Why not? I like pineapple too. I Don't mean, I'm sorry. Me. Sorry, Adi. We'll see you later. Um, <laughs> yeah. It depends. I mean, there's, you got the Hawaiian pizzas. You got, I mean, there's a lot of different stuff. And, but, but yeah. Uh, hey, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I was looking at some of these. It sounds like Tricashius Chad designed his first 3D print. That's what I was, yeah. That's what I was looking at. I was going to say, congratulations. Caddy. Yeah. Even if it's yeah. a boring tool caddy, that's that's awesome. I mean, that's that's an accomplishment right there, designing it and getting it to print. I'm having issues with mine printing right now. Again, um, I think I don't know what it, it's. I'm trying to print some Christmas ornaments for a party, and I, I've had to make it a little bit smaller. And I don't know if that's causing it or if I got I got to go back and tackle it, a clog that I need to fix. Or actually, it almost looks like. And it's when those of us that have 3D printers, we always know it's always almost sometimes a constant tweaking of the of the machine. Um, yeah, at least I actually just least, releveled no. one of mine uh, yesterday because it quit. It, the prints were coming off. Yeah, weird. this one it looks like it's scraping, so I think my Z axis is off to have it too low. Um, fixing that, so I think that's what it looks like. So I'm probably have to raise it up just a touch um, to see if I can get it to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan says he just had his nozzle clog. So I haven't had that yet, um, but I change my nozzles out quite often. How so? How often do you change your no the nozzles out on your three D printer? Uh, probably once a month. Um, I run my three D printers run constantly. In fact, I just shut them off because I'm going out of town, and my next the prints I have going are sixteen hour prints. So I don't want to let them run when I'm not here. So um, yeah. But they run all the time. So once a month, I mean, the nozzles are what uh, I buy them from Perugia. I think they're like six, seven bucks. So I just buy a pack of them uh, okay. when I order stuff. So six, seven bucks each, or is that for like a pack of like 10 no, or each. each? Okay. Cause I know Amazon for some of the point twos or point zero twos and all that, you can get a, a pack of them for about the same price. And it's about six, seven, eight of them or whatever. Yeah, I ordered some on Amazon, but they didn't fit quite right. The nozzles were longer. Okay. Um, so, and I didn't want to re-zero everything out. So, um, I uh, just I just keep going through, uh, going to Prusa and getting the same ones. So, Chad has Tricashes, Chad. <laughs> I mean, we see these other names, but a lot of, we know a lot of them by the actual names, real names. Um, but he asks, is there a difference in the nozzles? And this is... Chad bounce bounce was just saying different brands. Sometimes they will be a little bit longer, the different types of them. Um, mm -hmm. So you have to be careful with that. Some of them are even the metal 
is can be a little bit different. So some of them are harder, some of them are brass, um, maybe not brass, but just different types of them, and they'll they'll react just a little bit differently. Um, sometimes the thread threads are a little bit longer than, than the others, so it'll, they won't go up as far up in there. So, I mean, whenever you change out a nozzle, you need to make sure that it is um, per not perfect, but right in there where it needs to be, and that you want to make sure that it's leveled and check your your z-axis of there. So when it comes down, it's not like rubbing against your bed and just completely destroying it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they probably recommend re-zeroing out everything um, yeah. when you replace the nozzle, but I don't. I just changed the nozzle and I've not had any issues. All right, so I'm going to butcher this, but uh, Yvonne asks, which 3D printer do you recommend to start with? And it really depends on your budget and what you're wanting to do. And that's, I have a Ender 3D uh, V2, uh, 3D, uh, yeah, which one it is, yeah. But I've also done some upgrades on mine. I've changed out the the bed to a magnetic bed, flex bed, what, what actually comes with the Prusa. Um, I've added a BL touch to it, so it helps with the leveling or the tramming of it. Um, I've also changed out the springs. I've changed out the the hot end. I've I've changed out a lot of it, um, just kind of upgrading from some of the plastic stuff that they've had on there. Uh, but Ender 3 V2 is a good good printer. Uh, Ryan Simmel has it as well. I mean, it's a good printer to start off with. Um, there is some little bit of learning curve, but if you're if you're trying to figure it out, I would for me the 3 V2 was really a great. Um, starter one for me. Um, I enjoyed it. I've added a Raspberry Pi so I can use Octoprint so I can actually, in fact, I was at Lego Robotics earlier today um, teaching and I had a print going and I was like, well, this is, I've been, the print's been failing off and on. And I was like, well, let me go ahead and check it. Looked at it on my phone. Oh, nope. It's not doing really well. So I just hit stop and it, it's now it's, it's upstairs in, in my office ready to go. Um, so that was a really great question. So uh, Chad's got a Prusa, and he can tell you a little bit more about that one. And I know yeah. um, that's what D DJW House, Dave Wagner has, and then also uh, Tricassus just got a Prusa as well. And he got another one. You got the big boy coming whenever they you, start. The big boy's that. coming. I can't wait. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be like a year before I get it. They're saying uh, second or third quarter of next year. So, um, But I'm pretty excited about it. So I'll have three Prusas then at that point. So the nozzles, real quick, just to show the difference here. Of course, my fingers are too fat and in the way. Um, this is the, the difference on the ones I've ordered online and the Prusa one. So the Prusa one's the short, stubby one. Okay. Uh, and the one online, it says it's compatible, uh, but it's longer. Now, I'm sure if I just zero it out, it all works fine. But I order enough through Prusa that I just throw them in there and the shipping, I'm already paying for shipping. So, yeah. Um, so, anyways, that's. That's that. Now, uh, something, so I like the Prusa because, so I would say look at your budget. What Derek has is a great way to go, and I would recommend for most people because you start with a, I think I've seen those down to $180 around Christmas time. It, de it depends on which one you're looking at. Yeah. Let me let me, let me jump yeah. over. I'll jump over to Amazon while that. you're talking, See? and I'll check. Um, and then you can upgrade like Derek has as you go. So as you realize, okay, well, you know, I want to add this feature. You can add that feature and work your way up to, you know, 
to all the different features. Now, the Perugias come pretty much with everything. So it has the 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 touch, it has, you know, the filament run out and the recovery. Uh, I mean, everything you could think about, it has the magnetic beds um, versus the glass. Um, it, so, but you're paying for it. You're paying $800 versus, you know, 200 to 250, I think, typically. But it, it just depends where you want to start. Uh, I'm seeing the Ender 3 V2 um, going from anywhere from... 259 all the way up to 272. Okay. Yeah. So I know right around Christmas last year, I think I saw them down for like 180, and I actually considered buying one just to, to mess with it. Yeah. Um, I've been putting off buying a uh, Max just because I don't want to do all the upgrades to it. And I'm right. really used to the Prusia. So when Prusia announced that they're coming out with theirs, plus it can do more than one filament at a time. Um, so you can do up to five filaments. At and that's time. really cool. Yeah. So if you want to, I ordered, I only ordered the one with the two filaments and I'm going back thinking maybe I'll change that um, to do the five. But what I can do is do a water soluble filament for the support oh, yeah. and then run and then it will, all the supports, you just stick it in water and it dissolves the, the supports uh, on the unit. Uh, and so it's a lot easier to, uh, to clean up clean, the print, I guess. Um, so and that's, but, and I, I like what Dave says here. It says, uh, depends on the budget, but how, but how seriously do you want to want to plan to go hobbyist or mad scientist uh, printer like yours? I mean, like you said, you're printing day in, day out constantly. Mine would probably not handle that, but I print, I mean, it will, it will handle it. Cause I know people that use it like that all the time, but at the same time, you don't have to. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the other thing. And I know also the Ender 3 V2 is also open source. So you can get different um, OSs and different things for it to run on there. Um, I want to ask, <laughs> Minimag goes, did Derek and uh, Chad forget about tonight? No. <laughs> I don't know really Derek. Didn't. It would be Chad. And I've been working on stuff. It just nothing came together. <laughs> no, and we've we've been talking about doing one of these ask us anything question nights anyway. So we just figured this would be a good one to do um this month. Um try the at the end of the month. We'll um, of course at the end of the month we're gonna be we're gonna have to discuss about that because I gotta see when that is on the calendar because of uh that's right between Christmas and New Year's. So I don't know what's gonna be going on at that point. Yeah. Um so but I'm trying to, I'm going to go back through here and see if there's anything else. Sorry, I'm reading too as you're talking. So, and another thing about 3D printing I'll talk about is your, is your print bed. So um, I have several different ones and that's something to think about as well. What did you think about the glass? Did you have a glass print bed? I did have a glass print bed for a while. I didn't like it. Um, yeah, I've never I heard had anybody say they, they like their glass print beds. Right. And, and cause they, what they say about the glass one, that's, that was one of the first things I want to replace on my Ender. And it was because one, I, it stopped like my prints weren't sticking to it at all. So I was having to spray, um, hairspray on it just to get it to stick. And then it would be really hard to get off. Then I have to clean it a lot, really a lot. And then, cause it was get this film of it, of heated up hairspray up to 65, Degree, uh, degrees Celsius. Um, so it was just, it was a lot of different things that were going on there. And then um, also what they say about the glass, I mean, glass actually, as much as you think it's flat, it's not. And it's just those little bit that's off. 
um, causes will cause issues on your print. So I went ahead and got a, I can't even think of the brand right off, but it's, I got the, where I had to pull the glass bed off. I put a, it's basically a magnet bed that goes back on it. And then it's got a flex, but flex, like what you have on yours. And I have two textures. I have a smooth and then I have a, a little bit more of a coarse one. I like the smooth personally. Um, but it's also, the coarse one was pretty nice. It depends on what texture you're wanting on the bottom of your prints is also what that goes to as well. Yeah, or Sam, Sam uh, or Ryan saying that he replaced his before it even arrived. Yeah. So uh, one thing about your bed. So I like um, personally the, uh, my favorite bed to use is actually the satin bed. Um, I find everything sticks to it easy. So as, as I think you know, Derek, right? To get your prints sometimes to stick to the beds is difficult, especially when it's a brand new unit. Um, yeah. My trick uh, I have for that, and I think I shared it with you, um, is just some some hairspray. Yeah, um, that's, I use hairspray. My wife smell loves good. the smell of it. Oh, so. it was horrible. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and then I originally got just this, the steel bed on mine. Uh, and the nice thing is when your print's done, you just flex it and it pops off. Yep. Um, and then I went with the satin bed, which everything sticks to this bed. I love this bed. Uh, but then as we started doing things with Dave Wagner, he, sh he had the, uh, textured bed, which I really like. And so I end up getting some textured beds as well. And so what the textured bed does is it leaves, I don't know if you can see it on here. It leaves a textured look. Let me grab something better. Let's see if this shows it better. <laughs> it leaves a texture on the top of the print so you don't see yeah. the lines on there. So it actually looks really, it looks, it really, looks really nice uh, on everything. Yeah. So, so Ryan says I had an XYZ uh, printer before I would, I would recommend do not get. <laughs> now, I don't know if I've heard of that one, but I don't think so either. I don't yeah, check into too many. It. There's so many 3d printers out there. It's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you figure out what's in your budget and go for that. And then eventually you may say, hey, I want to either upgrade the unit or go with something different. But I couldn't imagine having one and then you're always working on it. Um, yeah. I had a tool like that where it was so much work to use it. It just wasn't worth it. I never used it anymore. So, <clears throat> yeah, I went through, I had an issue with one of my hot ends that I'd gotten. And I actually, it was a micro Swiss hot end and I've gotten another one. I have one back up upstairs, but I end up the end up having replaced the whole hot end assembly because I started having filament coming out of the oozing out of the side of it. And it got into where the, um, the rear stat where it keeps the, what tells you the temperature of your hot end there are what heats it up and it was causing issues. And when I was trying to get the filament out, I couldn't get it, get it out. So it was actually only like 20 bucks just to replace all the wiring and everything, put it back in together. And it wasn't, if it wasn't for my, uh, wanting to do smart caches and doing all the soldering and all that kind of stuff, I didn't have to solder on this one. It didn't intimidate me to be actually to be able to do that. So doing these gadget caches and all that has actually really helped. In fact, it's, that's one of the projects that I'm working on, not on that, but something non-geocaching, but production related. I'm working on a, a production box. Um, as well, just to be able to do <laughs> a lot of what I do in my day job. Um, right. Yeah, and it, it works out. It looks really good, actually. I like your your production box that you have. 
Right. And I the let me I can, one you had. Yeah. I, in fact, let me as we're I'll send up here talking. I'll actually pull up one of my other cameras and I'll show it here in a second. I gotta okay. hook it up real quick. Um, okay. but I'll show you what 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 I've got going on. And it's just day job wise is I mean, that's what get, keeps us doing what we do. Um, if, but this, just doing this kind of stuff, the, doing the wiring and doing all this different stuff is actually, even this one has 3D printed parts on it and different things. So it's just doing that kind of stuff is really fun. And I have, there was another question up here. Um, Roomba Cats has a good one about the, have you ever tried 3D scanning? Uh, I haven't. I haven't. I looked at a scanner uh, the other day, but they're like $700 still. So oh, wow. I can't, <laughs> I can't justify that purchase. Um, but no. I would love to scan some stuff and print it. I think it'd be pretty cool. Right. Um, and then what else? He had another one on here. I saw that, that he had a few. Um, one was scanning something here. Let's put pull it up. Have you ever... Have either of you tried 3D scanning something or printing a hidden in plain sight cache? I haven't. Like I said, I haven't scanned it. I've seen some and I've wanted to. Um, there was one that was here locally um, that I really wanted to do. Um, and it was, it looked like one of the parts of the, of a lamppost where the, 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 where you get into the, the wires and it was a fake one of those. I really wanted to do one like that. Um, but I haven't been able to find the design for it and I can probably ask him for it. Um, he, but he's actually moved away from this area, but I think that was really cool. So, all right, let me get one other thing about 3d printing, uh, the, what one you want to buy, um, depending on your budget and then what you want to print. So if you want to print something big, uh, you're gonna have to go with a bigger unit, like a max or the new Prusa unit. There's several of them out there that will do full prints. You can print, um, I don't know if I've ever shown this. You can print this helmet in one print. So um, versus printing it in several different prints and then and, uh, build it in several prints and then gluing it together. Um, so that's one thing to think about as well. Um, and then D Doug asked one more. Um, what motivates me to... He says, uh, how do you mo motivate yourself to finish the final details on a gadget cache? It's tough. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well doug should know i mean doug's details on his are oh, amazing so they are they're I mean, absolutely should be asking amazing. him that question um let's see here ryan go over a few more questions here yeah, here keep, i did keep going. Talked about the satin and texture beds are great for 3d prints i really like them the satin's my favorite because everything sticks to it i've never had anything pop off of it right Yeah, I'm having to switch out. Yeah. Trying to get the um, GoPro going. So just oh, no me worries. It's fine. Um, and then Doug, one more time, asks if we've ever used uh, solar and smart caches to maintain the power, battery voltage. I have not. I have Wagner, I think, has. Uh, with yeah, the, I've uh, thought about it. I've thought about it. I've almost bought the stuff. It's not too expensive. Um, but well, I mean, it, you're looking at uh, you have the battery and everything, and you're probably at like thirty-five dollars. It depends on where you go. Um, I've seen them on sale at, at Harbor Freight, and I think you can get into the whole thing for about thirty-five um, dollars. But it also is going to depend on what you're running and if you need it. And uh, right. So, and I've I've found caches that actually do have solar panels on them. 
Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Go back up here to the top, make sure we didn't miss anything on here. And uh, Tom said his dentist used 3D printers or 3D scanned my teeth before making caps. Uh, I did the same thing with mine. Uh, it didn't take 10 minutes, so it, I think I sat there for almost an hour while they right. printed, printed mine. Okay. All right, so I got uh, this camera set up now. So, Okay, let's take a look here. All right. Here, now, let me go here. So this is what I've, this is the case. This is actually what I do a lot of my video production with. But this, we were talking about the, the texture. There's a good shot of the texture. I had the texture bed on, on this. I wanted it like that. So you printed that? Yeah, I printed these pieces that actually held this into place. And on the new one, I'm not going to be printing printing it because I'm using a much bigger... I found a, this design on uh, um, on YouTube, and then I saw... I ordered all the parts for it, but I will be printing these little clips on here with my 3D printer for this project here. But then, yeah, I know. You're going to see this upside down for you, this, my feel world because I needed the plugs on this side and it just flips. Um, come to think of, I, I think probably could have ran it the opposite way, but oh well. Some black cable over it. No one would ever know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, but this is my ATEM switcher. Now I just got a brand new ATEM switcher um, last week. Um, Chad gets 3D printers. I buy production gear. We we're talking about this at the beginning yeah. too. Um, it's actually, my new one has eight inputs. Um, I'll pull it out here in a second. But this is doing this aspect of it um, from if I pulled this out, you'd actually see the wires underneath. I actually had to the original of the switcher, which it's weird. I wish they would have done this, but does not have a on off switch. So what I did as well is I actually added on off switches on here as well. So I redid the wiring, 12 volt wiring on the inside to come up to be able to come into here. Now on the next one, I'm doing it, the switch is a little bit different. Um, but and it's a lot bigger box. This I don't remember. This is actually a Pelican box, and I don't remember the the the, the number. Oh, it's a, it's eleven seventy of the Pelican case. So, um, but the next one I'm doing is actually I'm using the thirty eight hundred of the Harbor Freight box, and I'll pull that one out here in just a minute and show you that one that I'm working on. But that's the one that I'm going to be doing. But the the framing of the next one is actually going to be out of wood um, for right now. I may be sending it to Chad with the dimensions and maybe have him cut laser cut it for me later. But um, right now it's going to be out of wood and just kind of get some things going on it. But this is the setup that I use most, most of the time um, for a lot of the productions that I do um, upstairs. It's completely different, but when I'm down here in the workshop, this is what I do use this, this setup. And like I said, building gadget caches and doing smart caches has got me a lot more comfortable with doing the wiring and getting everything lined in here that I'm not going to blow this thing up when I was doing the wiring. So, yeah, that's really, that's really cool. I like that. Looks nice. Yeah. And it looks like I got to change out batteries on this one of my battery packs here. So I'm going to have to turn back over to you, Chad. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Change so, the batteries out and running down low fast. <laughs> I had to change mine out right before the show. <laughs> so I'm still uh, dead from the other night. Yeah. So uh, Gary mentions on here, I wonder how well a resin printed cache would hold up um, more for swag. Uh, I think it would hold up better. Um, I have a resin printer as well. I just, just got it not too long ago, so I'm still learning the ins and outs of resin printing. 
Um, but it is solid plastic. Um, so I think it would hold up better. I don't think it has any issues with UV, or at least not as much. And the detail, uh, the design itself turns out a lot nicer. Um, one thing here I'll show, uh, there's a, a cash container I'm making. This is a 3D printed one. Um, it actually um, comes apart, but you can see all the, the layer lines on it. There, right. Uh, in it, and you can kind of see the details. I have to go in here and clean up inside the uh, parts here where the uh, um, supports were. Um, the same thing here in a resin. It's very smooth, very clean um, cash. Uh, so you can, let me put this one up next to it. They're two different sizes, unfortunately. But um, anyways, a big difference on them. Um, the resin printed is solid plastic. I mean, it is, right. there's nothing hollow in it. You can make them hollow, but it is, it's pretty solid. Uh, and the print itself, um, comes out really nice. So this is, I was messed around and did a Benchy. Everybody knows if you have a 3D printer, typically you know what a Benchy is. Yep. So this is a Nimitz Benchy. Um, so I started printing on the 3D printer or on the resin printer here and I stopped it, but because I had an issue with my print, but you see how shiny that is. It looks like it's molded. It looks, it is, yeah, it, looks, it is solid um, as a rock. I don't even think I could break that. Um, I could probably run over with the car and you wouldn't tell. Um, yeah. So they come out very smooth. The, the layers are a lot uh, smaller and they print quicker. Um, but resin is, uh, I don't know if I'd say more toxic to work with, uh, but it's not good to breathe it. You need to have a very well ventilated area uh in there and it's actually more of a pain to work with because you also have to cure it when you're done you have to clean it and cure it so when you're done printing you got to let it drip and then put it in your cleaner let it run and clean and then you got to take it out of the cleaner and then you got to cure it with a uv light um so uh a little yeah. more work different it's a different style um right. same thing here you can see and so I learned what my issue was. So I was frustrated at first because I printed this same thing. You can see the lines in here. I found out on the bottom of your resin printer, you have a, a plastic piece that the screen goes through. And my my resin printer, the plastic piece was bubbled in the middle. So like something ah. got on it and shrunk it. Um, so I ended up replacing it, which didn't take long. So that's why that's like that. But this is a very, if you look at the rest of it, it's very clean versus a 3D printed one right here. Yeah. So. Um, and a kind of a fun thing to do. You can do, um, translucent that comes out clean, uh, or fairly clean. I <clears throat> didn't realize I needed to change my cleaner from when I'm doing gray to uh, translucent because the, uh, little bit of the gray will get on there. But if oh, you're okay. thinking about doing, um, something that you need to see through or have a light shine through it, um, the resin printing is pretty nice. That is really but cool. Yeah. So, so, so here's the other box. I'm going to show this real quick. This is the other box that I'm working on right now. And of course, I just kind of, so this is the 3800. Of course, that's, a, like I said, a much bigger switcher. I mean, there's that one. There's that one. Um, so it's all black magic design, but this is going to fit real nicely in here. Um, so it's going to be pretty tight. Um, but I'm just going to use wood around here and, of course, ventilate it. Um, I got fans and stuff like that that are on order that's going to fit up in here. All my plugs and everything like that's going to be coming out of the back. So it's just like, ooh, 
about dropped you there. Sorry. Uh, good thing it's not 3D because you guys would have just all jumped. Um, but the uh, it's just a lot of different things that's going to be going on in that. And I just really, like I said, doing gadgets and doing this kind of aspect of it has really helped with this. Um, and just even the tools that we use, we start. I've, I'm using them not just on building gadgets, but just doing a whole bunch of other stuff and just becoming more familiar and getting those uh, honeydews done for Jess. She really likes that part of it too. So, yeah. Sorry, here right. I'm looking at something. Gary asked about the files, um, the Thingiverse, or if it uses the same as the Thingiverse. So, oh, okay, you yeah. can download an, an SVG or STL file uh on it and it saves it'll upload either one so the the 3d print uses the same pretty much the same um files so you don't have an issue and so every machine you have typically or you can go with an off-brand one too or, or whatever has its own slicer that you go in and you design it in you, you download it to it you can add your supports um to it you can change your infill whatever you want to do and then you slice it on that machine and then it downloads either to the machine or downloads to an sd SD card and you put it in the machine. So just depends on what one you're, what you want right. to use. But yeah, use the same files. So on and your, it, on, oh sorry, go ahead. Right. On I was just curious because you're mentioning going on the SD card. Now on your Prusa, do you are you downloading it to an SD card and then putting it in and printing it from the SD card, or yeah. how are you doing that? I have to download it to an SD card and then put it in the printer. Okay. I think that's one mine, of the biggest complaints I think about the Prusa. I don't think you can go directly to the printer. Well, if you can, at least Dave can correct me on this because Dave told me about the Octoprint and I can actually hook up the Octoprint, which I can go through my computer and it's actually plugged into my printer because it runs off a of Raspberry Pi. So it has its own Wi-Fi and that I connect. I actually will not have to mess with the SD cards anymore. I can actually run it through the Octopi and into Octoprint into the my printer and be able to print it that way. And I can also look at it on my computer screen and see my temperatures and all that. I can even look at G code and all the different stuff that's on there through through there. Yes, yes. D Dave says yes. Yeah. Add so if you add an aftermarket, uh, pro, yeah. If you add some aftermarket stuff, you can. But it's not something that Prusa offers. Right. It. Yeah. I'm too. I don't mind downloading to an SD card and just walking <laughs> over there and putting it in. I'm yeah, lazy. I, see, I like bad, the aspect that, that I can. Cool. See, and I like the aspect that I can actually watch it um, when I'm out. Just anywhere that I go, I can pull up my cell phone and there's an app um, called the Spaghetti Detective that I can sit there and look at, see where it's at, and see if it is creating spaghetti. And I can actually set it up so it can watch it. So if it starts creating spaghetti, it'll actually detect it and it'll actually stop the print for me so I don't have a, a room full of filament all over my table. Nice. So what's the, uh, what's the coolest uh, 3D print you've made? Sorry, I'm asking you a question, not the audience. No, they're yeah, asking me. Yeah, I don't that's think we've ever had this conversation before. I don't think so either. Um, I'll probably say um, Din Jardin, the Mandalorian. <laughs> the Mandalorian. Yeah, I printed up the figurine of them. Nice. Well, you know that's that what one. Resin printers I like, typically were made for was figurines. Yeah, I, I like that one, and of course Curtis will say his scroll case that we I just printed for him a couple weeks ago, and then Jess went and hand painted it all meticulously. I mean, it took her longer for her to paint it than it did for me to print both sides of it. And it took probably a good 18 hours for me to print it. 
So and, I mean, she spent days working on the stupid. Um, sorry, it's not stupid. He loves it. <laughs> working on this thing, <laughs> I wanted it gold because it had like filigree enough. We found the the design on Thingiverse, and it had a lot of detail into it. And I would go get it, but I think he has it with him because he takes it with him everywhere. He he's been writing these little scrolls of Minecraft and all this other stuff. Then he rolls it up in there and keeps it in his, his scroll case. I think oh, this one's cool. on Nether. He keep this one's all in the Nether of Minecraft, and it's his Nether scroll case. And he wants other ones, but Next time, instead of printing it in white and then painting it, I'm going to print it in the base color and then just paint the other color <laughs> is what we're going to do. So, but Nice. What about an orange pie? Orange pie? No, it's too, it's too runny. Um, yeah. it's, it's got a lot. Of, it's, yeah, it just doesn't, doesn't hold together very well. It's an aftermarket raspberry pie. Um, uh, thanks. Thanks, Andrew. Uh, mentioning about the Oh the yeah, painting in my background, my logos back here in the back um, of Gadget Talk, and also there you go, you kind of see it, and of my logo as well. Um, that was that was a good day of painting back there. So I'm sure it was. Ugh. I like how you did it though. You just used a projector and put it up there. Yeah, and, right. I mean, that's smart. Yeah, I used a projector, got it all outlined, and then went through and just it's all uh, acrylic paint which you can pick up at any hobby store and just kind of sat there and played music and painted all day. Just went from one side to the next, just using the same color back and forth doing each side. So I'm too lazy for that. I just put a TV on mine. So you just put up whatever logo. Yeah, I want. We haven't seen that side yet. They haven't yeah. seen it. It's somewhere. It's not done. No, uh, it, it's, it's right here. But it looks so, really it's good. It's getting there. How deep are your cabinets there. there with your wood? Uh, 24 inches. So it's only two feet. So you just you, that's just like small pieces of wood. Yeah, right. two, uh, two foot by four foot pieces of wood. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's some 30-inch ones in there, I think. But yeah, just two feet deep. So. And I see that you did your top saw like I did on mine with it lowered. I'm bit. working on it. I'm debating whether to bring my big Bosch saw in here, but it's big. Uh, yeah, I'm working on it. I actually have more cabinets, and I have a lower one that I might actually add in there and split these cabinets back up. I don't know. I have lots more cabinets, so lots more work. Okay. It's looking <laughs> good, though. It really yeah. is. And you got your first aid stuff. You got your, uh, in case yeah. you have a heart attack in there, you got to hook those up to yourself. And That's for grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, your AD is? Yeah. Yeah. So if I don't want to leave, really? I just make my own sandwich. You so. really make grilled cheese sandwiches with no, that? No, no. Oh, it I wouldn't was like, do it. <laughs> okay. I was just curious. To, it has to send some kind of uh, rhythm. So, okay. Uh, I, was, I had a, my college roommate had an iron just for grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. That's the only way he knew how to fix it. And he's a great cook and everything, but he would only fix a grilled cheese sandwich with his special iron. If I had the paddles, maybe, but I don't think it would. A shock isn't going to heat up like that. I don't. I don't think it'd work. I just thought it, fun, it was a fun line. <laughs> so, but, okay. So, Ramakats yeah. asked, "Do either of you have an example of a box with an integrated 3D printed hinge?" I don't have a box, but give me a second. I will show you a hinge that's probably on 
something that we use all the time that I did 3D print, and I've printed these up as gifts to give away. So um, let me go grab that. Um, I'll, I'm going to turn this over to you yeah, real quick. I, go grab out of I have I'll a... I have a hinge. I 3D print. And I actually put it on a, a real squirrel feeder for the lid to go up and down, um, and it works great. Uh, I did it originally out of a PLA, and it lasted a week out in the sun uh, before it broke. And then um, once I, I then reprinted it in PETG, uh, and it's been out there for a year and a half without any issues. So, um, and that I think I found on th uh, Thingiverse just the hinge. There's all kinds of stuff. There's so many sites that people share these designs with uh, that you can find all these on. So you don't have to sit there and reinvent the wheel unless you like to. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I have them and they have not had an issue. Now, as far as someone yanking on it, how long would it last? I have no idea. Um, it's 3D printed, so it's not as strong as something you buy at right. the store. Right. So my example is on something very crucial um, for, I think definitely for my wife and for us. And that's, this goes on our coffee bags. <laughs> it's this, let's see if I can get focus. Oh, There's okay. the hinge itself. And I found this on, let's see if I can get it, not state break focus. Um, but there's the hinge itself. Um, but this is actually a coffee clip and all you do is just open it up here and I can pour this out. Now this is, I get these five pound bags from where I work of coffee. We, we roast our own coffee and it's, I, I can't drink any other coffee. It just is really good. And uh, that's actually better. a really good idea. I might have to look that up. So this one is on there. Um, and it, it's all prints all in one piece. This all prints at one time. And the hinge, first time I pulled it off, I thought it broke and I'm, I'll break it, pop it open real quick. Um, because I actually, I probably need to empty out this. I need to get more coffee this week anyways. Um, but the way it, all this prints, all at one time. It's one piece. It's not multiple pieces that I'm putting together. It all does it at one time. Um, of course, you print the lid separately. But yeah, this is. But you still print at the same time on the same file. Yeah, the whole thing prints the all at the same time. You can print the lid as well at the same time, all in one shot. But this, on Thingiverse, it breaks it up in things. This is one thing. This is another thing. So, but yeah, I've printed these up. I love this thing. <laughs> from Thingiverse. And this is, like I said, this is all integrated hinges. I haven't had a hard, any problem with this, and I keep this in the freezer. So you would think it would get really, really brittle, but this is, I've printed, this is the first one I've printed and the one that I've, I've, I've kept for the entire time. So for over a year now, almost a year. So nice. that's, that's got the integrated hinge in there. Would that last in a cache, in and out, depending on how much it's found? Probably not. I'm just saying. I don't think it would, but it, it's a good, it's a really great idea, though. Oh, you almost got me. Almost got you drink. what? I was taking a drink. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're on you. I'm going to take a drink real quick. And you brought back. Uh, anyways, uh, let's see. Doug asked about the uh, wood warping, standing it up. Uh, four foot pieces, typically not. Um, they're not that tall. It's climate controlled, so it's heated and everything. Um, so it's not changing temperature. I also, my wood doesn't sit around too long. Um, I typically use it, but I would imagine if it sat around for years, it may. Um, I also try and keep it pretty straight and tight in there, depending on what it is. So I haven't yet. Yeah, and those that don't know, Chad's not in his garage like I am. 
Chad's in his house and he actually has, it's like in a basement area that is actually climate controlled. And that, where that wood shop in the wood is, used to be his movie theater. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, yeah. I say climate controlled, just heated. It's not air conditioned, which we found out this last summer, which I need right. to add. Yeah, I have, nobody has uh, air conditioning. Say, you know, portable ones that I can put in here, but they, this summer, did not keep up with it. And this actually is <laughs> the side of the house gets all the sun. And so this heats up pretty quick in the summer, but yeah. We usually don't have issues with needing too much air conditioning here. No, just but it's 116 degrees. Yeah, that's just brutal. Only time I've ever heard of. So. All right, I'm sticking. Um, cool. Ground coffee geocache at going caching event was all 3D printed except um, for the case that chat. Now, what case did you use for that? That's just one of the small um, cases. Is a rainbird case? Is that what it is? Or no, it's uh, different than that. And I know I was trying to find one of those cases here because I was oh, going to do. They're uh, not cheap. I think I found them online. They're about a, they're over a hundred dollars. Well, the um, uh, thirty bucks is what I found here. Um, thirty forty bucks. But the original uh, place that you used to be able to get them, I believe, it was in Alabama when the tornado and all the storm came through, wiped it out. Um, so I think they're all outside in my shed. Um, okay. but it's a, uh, let me check here too many. This is a problem when you have too many drawers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the drawer problem yet. I need to, but too I don't have stuff. it yet. <laughs> Sorry. I, um, as you're looking, I'm having to text something cause I just, I keep grabbing dead berries from, from, Sunday night of doing the podcast, I had a mic on at different times, not just kind of getting ready and had it on just in case I needed to jump on, and my batteries are running down. So um, texting my wife to see if she can grab some batteries for me. Uh, yeah, I don't have one in here. It's out. I have to bring it out sometime and show them. It's a lockable cage. It's made by, um, boy, I don't know if I can remember, Pelco or Pel something like that. Um I'm gonna find a picture, but uh, they're nice cases. They actually they're they're weather tight on them. Um, they have a seal around them, and they actually have a ratcheting latch that will you twist, and then you can flip it back, and it locks. Um, they're all metal, so um, of course you could break into it if you really wanted in, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah, I mean it goes to the same thing that they always say: locks keep honest people honest. It's like somebody somebody on my one of my caches that I use that container. And it was one of the ones where you take the battery, you put it to the to the bolts that we did, one of the first builds that you did, that we did here on Gadget Talk. And it lit up the three, um, it was in the conduit box, and lit up the three LEDs. Well, they didn't have a battery, and I saw a post on, on, the, on the page that said, hey, you can get into this even if you don't have a battery. Figure out the code. And I messaged back, I'm like, well, how'd you figure this out? Well, my boyfriend's an electrician, and he, we opened up the box. Oh, I remember hearing like, about no, this, yeah. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> so, that's not how this is supposed to happen. So, um, we ever they, were a brand, they were a new pastor, so I had to go through and explain that aspect of it to them. But I had someone break into one that I actually have a camera on, and so I, the guy actually texted me how to get into it, and I didn't respond quick enough. So he 
force his way in. Right. And so I actually saw the camera of him doing it and I sent him a picture on his phone and texted to him and then said, why did you break into the cache? And uh, he just said he couldn't get in, couldn't figure it out. So he, he went into it, but he offered to pay for any repairs to it. But luckily I have all the parts. I repaired it fairly easy, but I just told him you can't, you know, if you have to break into it, then you're not doing it right. So anyway, um, did we talk to, Audi asked the question about uh, his first question of the night. Did we address that? What was the question? Getting batteries. Okay, I'll bring it up. (laughs) So he said, my first question of the night, my wife keeps telling me we don't have enough room for a 3D printer. How do I handle this situation? Ryan and Dave have seen my basement and they're on my side. On his side of having room for it or not having room? Or that he needs room. room. Um, I don't think they take up that much space. Um, I don't know what size yours is, but mine is... Not big. Um, I don't know. It all depends on if you want to have an enclosure and how fancy you want it to be or just sit on a desk. To me, what takes up the space is the filament. So I have shelves here full of filament, new ones in boxes um, like this that I I label everything. Um, And then you can't see here, this is all my PETG and this is my PLA uh, filament uh, that I have. Um, and so that is what takes up the space because I always think it was something and I, Oh, I want to use this color. Well, I got to right. buy it. So I need another color. Like my wife wanted something out of, a, is that that uh, pink one I'm looking at? Pink, there? Right. Used it one time to make this little tiny hat for her, uh, her, uh, sea urchin, sea anemone <laughs> urchin thing. Right. And so now I have this that will probably go bad before I ever use it again. Now, that's something I wanted to ask you. How long does PETG last before it goes bad? I don't know. Because um, probably a lot longer than with, PLA. Right, because I've had some one of the PLAs I have I have a silver, which I did my Mandalorian out of, and some other stuff. And I was trying to reprint some stuff in silver with it for Nikki, and I kept having failures in it. And I'm wondering if it was because it's almost a year old. Um, if that's the issue with it, because of course it's not, when you get it, it's all vacuum packed, but after, after time, and I know humidity and different temperatures and all that starts kind of break down. And I'm wondering if the same thing, even with PETG, if you have that type of issue. And I know, I know Dave, and I've seen on forums, different things, how to do this, different stuff, but I'm just curious, how long does it normally last? I wouldn't have expected to be done within a year. I, I think the PETG will last a lot longer than the PLA. So this is a clear one um, that I may I bought when I first got my printer, um, and it is not brittle yet. Now they they say you're supposed to have a moisture control system or at least stick it back in a bag. So when they come new, they come in a bag with actually one of the moisture those uh, uh, packets in them. And so you can actually reuse it and keep it in there. Uh, right. And the bags are resealable. So this is this is how it comes. It has a resealable um, vacuum bag here. Right. You can put it back in. And then inside is one of those packets usually in the middle. And you can stick it back in there and just every time you use it, take it out. Um, or you can buy it. There's all kinds of different containers you can put it right. in that, that they say keeps it. I have not. I go through mine pretty quick, so I don't think I have too much of an issue. I mean, there's a few that I never use, but but um, PLA gets brittle. Um, 
trying to find an old piece. Here's some color changing stuff that I never use. So Dave, okay, so there's a couple little things here. I'm gonna come back. Dave on. was a good person to ask about it. Right. Engineer 42 says, look up 3D printer enclosures made with with the IKEA lock tables. Uh, lock tables um, works great for Ender series without taking bench bench top space. And I believe that's what Dave has as well. That's how he did his. And I seen that. My printer, I mean, it's not really big. It's it's with um, the bed. It's only what 220 millimeters square. So and it's just a little bit wider than that. Uh, well. I have a a cart, a little cart that's maybe two and a half feet wide, and I have in about a foot deep, and I just have it sitting on that cart, and I have the drawers underneath that, which I use for other stuff, and that's the space that I use for my printer. Um, so that's what I use there. I don't have mine in an enclosure. Uh, I don't. Yours aren't in an enclosure. You just have that. Um, but Dave was mentioning he has a big container that. Uh, he's filled with gel packs inside that he can uh, put a, a dozen reels inside. Oh, nice. So, so that's that's huge. It keeps the moisture out and everything. Yeah. So this is a color changing one that I've had for since I first got the printer as well. Um, and this is uh, PLA. Thanks, Dave. And you can tell here, um, it well it did just a second ago. It, it snapped snap? off. It snapped off really easy. Of course, that one's not. <laughs> but I just snapped a couple pieces off. But anyways, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it breaks. Like, I just broke that in half again. Um, anyway, so, yeah, you should put it with gel packs and everything. I don't. Again, I'll probably never use this. If I'm printing something and I'm like, I don't know if I like it, I want to see how it turns out, then I'll use stuff like this just to get rid of now, it. Do you have but, a favorite brand of filament? Uh, I like Overture myself. That's, that's what I was going to say. I like I, That's one I like as well. There's different brands. I really like something different. Um, so Dave, Dave mentioned, and I was thanking him, uh, his silver doesn't seem to last long. Might be doping in uh, to make the color. So yeah, um, and I don't and know. Gary, about Gary had a question. He said resin printers don't take up too much space, correct? Well, they take up yours. I mean, yours is a small one, that but it's two, two boxes. Yeah, it's two boxes. Well, it is because you have your curing box, your cleaning and curing box. Um, and then you have your, uh, the, the, the resin printer itself, but the, the one I have has the whole top that comes off. And so you gotta, when you work on it, you gotta set that somewhere. So it doesn't have a door. You have to take this whole top off, which is a pain. So you have to have room for that. Plus your cleaner and cure, you have a top for that. You got to have room for, and then you have your, your cleaning system. That you have to have room for so it actually takes up a lot more space yeah your one printer your one resin printer looks like it takes up the same amount of space as your two because you have that on one cart of yeah, your here, one of the resin and then you're, you have two printers on your other cart which is right yeah, in front so of i have it on here and this is barely enough room because i just use this part in the middle to put my tops on so luckily these carts have a little table that come out I can use, but I think it actually takes up more room. They're smaller. Physically, the footprint is smaller, but the area you have to use, to work with um, is more. But you can also get some that have a front door that load on them right? Uh, as well. And then you can also get different sizes. These are the smallest ones, and I honestly regret getting just like 
I think I would with a 3D printer, getting the smallest one. Now I want to upgrade to a bigger one. Right. But then I'm also not sure how much resin printing I'm going to be doing. Right, right, right. So, all right. I'm going to look through, see if there's any more questions. I know we kind of covered a kind of gambit of all stuff, starting off with our favorite pizza, their pizzas that we like to spend a lot of time on 3D printers. And Yeah, I know um, this has kind of turned into a 3D printing thing here. So, um, But, I mean, which is good because, I mean, that tells us what people are interested what what our viewers are interested in wanting to know and, and wanting to play around with and um, ch tapping into your knowledge base. I mean, I've done what I've done on mine, but you, you print more than I do. Um, I need to print more. My wife was saying you need to print more, but I'm like, yeah, but then I got to buy more filament at this point and I don't have a place <laughs> to put it. Um, so filament is, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, Bax photo says, I would like to make some PVC puzzle caches. I recently saw one uh, use a nine volt battery and I'm questioning a electromagnetic electromagnet. Is there a good source for plans on these? Uh, it Maybe depends on what you're looking switch. for. I've done one where it wasn't a, a, a magnet, but I've done one where you had, well, it had a magnet in it. Yeah, it did. And he had a, you had to rotate it back and forth and it would light up LEDs in certain places, and then that would give you the code to get into it. It wasn't an electromagnet. It was just a loose magnet that ran through and hit read switches to activate the LEDs. Yeah, um, so we, you cool. went over that actually on your show, your own show. Right. That, a was, a, that ago, was a right? different That was a different style, um, but I've actually – this one had one of the locks, one of the, uh, the longer locks, like what you put on a trailer hitch like you were showing last, mm -hmm. last week had that on there. I gave that one. It was in an auction at um, the event in Texas, a challenge last year. That went up in auction in there with that one. And I did show how to, how I made that on my channel behind the cache. Um, I would have to go back and find it, but there is a way that you, way I did that. And it was just a small uh, magnet that I put in there inside the PVC as it ran through and just kind of lit up from the re-switches. I don't know how that one's doing. They had those re-switches that, I'm questioning now. <laughs> so after some lot more beta testing and stuff like that, I'm questioning if those, I'm wondering if that's still holding true. I know who got it. So I may be reaching out to them and finding out how, how it's doing. Um, yeah. Cause I'm just curious. So I, um, we also had the, we actually have done quite a few led nine volt battery PVC caches as well here on this show. Um, you'll have to go back. I can't tell you the exact shows. Uh, but you have to go back and take a look. Uh, I know some of them. In May, we did one using some toggle switches and an LED and a 9-volt battery. Uh, of course, you were talking about PVC. We have PVC ones. In fact, I just threw one away the other day that has been sitting here forever that we did. Um, but, yeah, go back and take a look at Derek's channel and, and this later shows on this, and you'll see them. Right. So... Really so yeah, Tom, just let us know what you want us to print. One of us could probably print it. Um, so um, so this is from uh, GCDXK11. He says, so what would the top three uh, starter printers be, in your opinion? I got to buy one. I would just say look at the Ender. Look at the Ender 3V, uh, Ender 3, or the Ender 3V2. Um, between those two. Um, you're looking at anywhere from about 180 to just a little under $300. Those are going to be 
those two, then the next would go to Prusa. Um, this would be the, my three to start off with. Um, like, like we said before, it really depends on what you're wanting to do and how much you're wanting to do. Um, I, I, I wouldn't go any smaller than that. It's about a 200, uh, 220 millimeter bed. Um, or yeah, millimeter bed. I wouldn't go any smaller than that because you're going to regret it. Um, cause you start getting some of the even simple prints off of Thingiverse that will be too, too big for it. Um, but that would be my, my choice on there for those. Um, any, what would you say, Chad? Uh, I think the, the enders are, are really good. Whichever one you want to go with, you can, you know, the, the one you have is a, is a great one that you can upgrade, um, as you go. Um, or, um, there's also one called a, a flash forge, I believe it is. Um, that's supposed to be a nice, uh, uh, affordable, uh, beginning printer. Uh, okay. I don't know much about it. Um, in fact, you can go in and Google and I would recommend just going to YouTube and watching some stuff on there. Uh, and getting some reviews of what people have. Also, join a 3D printing group. In fact, there's one for geocaching right. uh, on Facebook. And ask that question there because there's so many different types of 3D printers. Um, you know, go in there and ask ask people, and they'll be honest with you. I think the Fruge is probably, a, if you're looking at an affordable beginning one, uh, I don't know if the Fruge is going to be the best uh, option. But, you know, it just depends on what your budget is. Right. Um, and if you like working on it or not, you know, uh, print bed size. So what do you want to print? I mean, that's going to be one of the biggest things is if you want to print full-size helmets, then you're going to need to go with the, the CR-10 or the Max, um, which is going to cost you, you know, a lot more money. I think you can go with, more. like, the Max. It's, like, the same price as the, the Prusas that we have. So, right. um, but, you know, it just depends. I think you need to go through there and, and talk to some other people. I only know about uh, the Prusa and a little bit about the, the enders uh, just from talking to people on them, but that's about it. Um, right. So the ender you have, the, the, the actual brand is a, a Creality. Um, yeah. There's a Creality uh, Ender yeah, the 3. The CR10, the Max, all that stuff. Right. It starts off at 205. Um, the Ender 3 V2 up to 272, 279. Um, let's see here. The 5 Pro 3D printer. That one looks really good. That one's actually, instead of the Z-axis going up, the bed drops. And that one, the same way on the next one, that one starts at, like, looks, but I'm, I'm, and I'm just looking at Amazon uh, 392, and that's a 220 millimeter by 220 millimeter by 300 millimeter build volume. So that's, you have a little bit taller, taller there. And, um, don't get your Ender 3 V2 confused with Ender's Game. That's a movie. So don't get that. That was <laughs> confused. Sorry, I'm going through and that I typed in Ender and it popped up that. Um, so don't get those. That's confused. That is not a 3D printer. That's a movie. It's a good movie. Good book, too. Um, yeah. So I'd go on there and look. It looks like the cheapest Ender right now kit on Amazon is $249. Okay. The yeah. Ender 3. The five plus has a three fifty by three fifty by four hundred millimeter build service. That's six hundred dollars. Yeah. So yep, I'd go on there, join the group. Uh, the truck is the one who joined it, but I think we're all members of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and ask questions. Um, best best way to best way to go if you ask me. I ask everybody that. I think Dave and and uh, Tricassius 
when they ask me to, I go to a group and, and talk to people. And that's what I do. Cause right. I don't know anything about some of this stuff. And uh, right. I actually and did not do it for the resin printers because they were like on sale and I kind of really inexpensive and the brand, I mean, they're, they're the Creality too as well brand. And I thought, Oh, I'll just go for it and see. And, and it really wasn't something I was planning on doing too much on. Right. Um, but I kind of wish I would have, because I think I would have went with a bigger build plate. Plus, I mean, these are only 2K. You can get up to an 8K um, screen, which then makes it even finer print. So the bigger the print is, the higher K you need to have on your uh, your resin printer, your screen itself. So all it is is like a cell phone screen underneath the resin that shines a shape that you're printing for that layer on there. So the bigger it goes, the, the higher quality the screen needs to be, or the, the 4K, 8K screen. So that's that's okay. all that is. Um, let's see. Anybody else has anything? Charcash just asked if I've been using my laser cutter all the time. Just <laughs> not as much as my 3D printers because I have to be home for it. Um, I don't trust. I mean, when you're cutting stuff with laser, it catches on fire. So it can or does. Yeah. And so I don't yeah. want to leave it unattended. 3D printers can do the same thing. They can catch on fire too. So, right. But right. Um, during the, the podcast to hope, um, I made this for my coins for coins for kids. So it's a piggy bank um, that I made to keep coins in for next year's podcast of hope. So all right. anyway, I use it all the time. Oh, and, and, and speaking of podcast of hope, going to give you kind of a little bit of an update on that. A total on that. We do. It's over. It's 12,290 dollars right around that, that area. So, Thanks for those that uh, donated. It was really awesome. It was a great time on there. Also, we've been talking a lot about 3D printing. Owen, who is one of the guests that was on the first hour, has some really awesome 3D prints on there as well. And he's part of that group is what we're talking about as well. And a lot of his prints are actually you can get off of Thingiverse from a lot of different things. We're giving those each hour of that during that. So, But that's just kind of gives you an update on that. Um, so, well, Chad, yeah, we were going to talk about Sway real about? quick, too. Um, oh, yeah. We were one thing about 3D about printing, and since we're in it, these are my swag I give away. These things are cheap to print. Um, they don't take very long. I have all different types of planes. You throw these in a cache for kids. They typically love them. They love little airplanes. Um, as well as I throw, which I think you guys saw something like these, the little nuts in yep, caches the all the time. The acorns, yeah. So... Um, I throw these in caches all the time for swag. Um, but uh, so if you're 3D printing, you can make your own uh, swag as well. Yep. So. So anything else? Because I don't cool. think. I still have my. Oh, planes for oh. Mingo. Oh, nice. Because yeah. you gave them a bunch of those. So that's I, cool. I put them everywhere. I have so many of them. Just give them away. So, yeah, it's kind of nice. Yeah. They're they're fun actually. I've everybody that sees them loves them. So it's something different. You typically don't see anything like that in there. So we'll have to go over swag sometime because oh. I have all kinds of stuff for swag. So Tricashes is printing those. I printed a whole bunch for transportation for the kids that I gave away this last weekend as well. Um trying to print some Christmas ornaments for the kids for our Christmas party this this weekend for our Lego guys, Lego kids. Um so that's what I as soon as we're done here. 
I'm going up there to go play with my 3D printer to see if I can get it working right. Nice. Uh, oh, and, and um, Gary wants me to mention you can still go to um, podcastofhope.com and you can still donate if you haven't donated. Um, we just got another $25 today, so I haven't seen the numbers from today. Um, so it, you can still go ahead and give if you missed Sunday night, but go ahead and give. Um, really do appreciate that. Um, so, <laughs> oh, Dave, did you see what Dave's comment yeah, was? Yeah, print the print the plane. The can't wait to speak. Uh, print, print the planes print the plane pink, pink, plane filament. pink to get rid of the flame of that filament. <laughs> those would be yes, those would be pink planes. I actually should do some because I'm sure there'll be someone that would want a pink one. Yeah. So I have color changing filament too that turns from green to yellow and orange to green. That would be kind of right. cool. So depending on the temperature. So uh, Yvonne asks, who were the hourly winners for Podcast of Hope? Um, you will find out shortly um, on those. Um, I, I got to reach out to my winner who won my, not this shirt. This is from TFTC, which is a great new video game that's com coming out for geocaching, um, Tales from the Cache. Um, but he, I got to reach out to them and let those know, let my winner know who won my Behind the Cache shirt. Um, but the... Gary was going through and getting everybody who, who won that. And I know probably the one y'all are looking for is who won that styrofoam cup that went to, to the bottom of the Marianas trench. The, I want to know that, too. Yeah. <laughs> one more thing real quick while we're on 3d printing and talking about cool containers. Yep. Um, I wouldn't put this out by itself. I'd put it inside something. So, you know, it's not anything that would the bomb squad want to blow up. Now I haven't completed. I just started messing with it. Um, this is a container here. Um, this pulls out and twists off. And this is where the cache would be in there. Um, and then this is where all the swag would be. So That's... kind of a cool container. Um, you can make it sci-fi-ish. You can do labeling on it. I'm working on it still, obviously. Um, but 3D printing, I mean, it's just three-inch PVC pipe with some ends on them. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool. I just wouldn't stick it out like this. So you should um, paint it yellow? Put a nuclear symbol no, on it. No, no, paint it yellow, and it looks like one of the scream containers from Monsters, Inc. Oh, that's a good idea. I should do that. <laughs> um, but anyways, it's kind of cool. It has some cool parts to it where it opens up and shuts. And Anyway, it's just a different thought. And then this is just a piece that – a uh, tube that goes in there like this, right? It just fits in there, and you can set it to whatever depth you want and glue it in. Um, so my thought was it's kind of cool to have the swag away from the logbook. That is cool. Um, so, and that's just a three-inch PVC on the other ends, right? Yes, that's here's here it is right here. Pretty much. Three inch PVC. You got your connector, so it has I just printed it. It goes on, glue it together, paint it up. That's why that's two different color grays. So I use a uh, a filler primer that fills in the the layer lines. Um and uh <clears throat> then I'll sand it and then re reprime it uh, and resand it. So I only have done the, where are we at here? I've only done this part here. So this is all primed with the sander filler type of stuff. And then here you can still see the fill, fill lines, but I got to sand it, reprime right. it. Cause I don't like the layer lines. That drives me crazy. That's why I'm really excited about the resin because it doesn't leave anything. Right. That looks it. so cool. So. All right. So here's a great question. Here's a great comment um, from Quincy. Um, suggestion for a show, the difference, differences 
cutting abilities, comparisons of MDO, MDF, marine plywood, PVC board, real wood, etc. for building outdoor gadget caches. Okay. <laughs> I know, we're trying uh, to chew on that a little I, bit. I guess cutting abilities, I mean, is he talking about like different blades? I'm not sure, but um, yeah, we can we can talk about that a little bit. Send us an email, actually, Quincy, on that, on what exactly yeah. we want to know. Um, and I actually think that's a great question, and we should I do, too. I think that's like a great, that would be a great topic. Yeah, absolutely. So, so send us an email at Gadget Talk podcast at gmail.com both chad and i get those um so just uh yeah send us an email on that love to any actually any topic show that you would like to see us trying to tackle send us an email um we'd love to see it and see what we what we can do also um you can always follow us on instagram at gadget talk podcast and see us there and if you've put out something that's really cool and you want us to see it uh tag us tag us in the post and we'd love to see that as well um, so we always love seeing um, the builds that ha you've been inspired to build from the show and from different things that we've done here as well, because that's what we're here for. We're here mm -hmm. to help inspire. Um, that's why we we don't charge for our show. We just we give it out this information out to you. Um, so that's just really great. Well, if we want to be um, a patron, we don't we don't say no that it helps us. Right, right. And patrons, I mean that's that's how you can give back to us as well is becoming a patron as, as we said at the beginning of the show it's as little as three dollars a month um if you go get um i was going to point my shirt but if you get shirts go to chromia oh, print shirt. yep you, uh, you get can discount shirts, on that. coins you get when we come off new coins uh we have special shows uh that's yep. just for patrons that you can come on um anything so, like that so if, not to if, push it but patrons help us so patrons help us anything that you in that and there's a lot of different cool, fun things that go on for patrons. Um, when we have events, we have patron get-togethers, uh, dinners, uh, breakfasts, different meals. Oh, yeah, events. I completely forgot about that. That pays for it right there. Yeah. Because if you did 3 bucks a month for 12 months, that's your breakfast. Yeah, so, so out there, plus you get the blackout coin. And maybe there's some other stuff coming out this next year that we cannot talk about. Um, but that's, I wouldn't even, I don't know what you're talking about. I, know. I don't like nope. beans. I don't like talking about stuff. So, <laughs> so Rumba cats asks, uh, any challenges for the next month? What do you want to do? Rumba cats? What kind of challenge? Yeah, Let us know. We'll probably do one in January. Probably not this month. Um, I kind of want to do a creative container challenge. Almost. I, I, I might end up having to leave it for May, but I want to do a sci-fi container challenge myself why why may may what, i don't know well we'll have to do the month have, before may right it have to be before may because the the holiday you're talking about happens on the fourth yeah yeah so uh but i i don't mind doing it a couple times either so yeah um i would love to see what people's ideas are on sci-fi type containers um i, I do have too. Some good ideas too for one so yeah i know you do we've talked about them smallest gadget uh, cash challenge that's you know what kinda... Dave Wagner has an awesome idea for one that he we've he's talked about with me or he sh he's told me about that I think would be amazing and I don't know if you can make one much smaller than that it would also be a smart gadget cache so oh wow have I, oh yeah I haven't I probably I've should have spilled those all. beans <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have that I don't have that button over here tonight so <laughs> but that's so. a good good night well probably January 
January we'll probably have we'll have a challenge. Um, if you Roomba cats, if you want to do a sci-fi challenge, I'll do one with you. Yeah, sci-fi container. That sounds cool. I like that, but like I said, that's going to have to be April's challenge. We can do a couple of them. Maybe we'll do yeah, a sci-fi true. one, and then we'll do a Star Wars one. Yeah, that would that that would be from yeah, definitely Star Wars would have to be in April. Yeah. So we can hit the May the fourth be with you. Yeah. So it could be out for that. Cool. So, well, this has been a fun show. I, I've really enjoyed yeah. this. I mean, I know we didn't do any builds, but just kind of getting that information out there that, that y'all are wanting to know a lot of it, 3D printers, which is such a great tool. And that's what it is. It's a tool. Um, and yeah, we can do a lot more stuff with it than just doing gadgets and that aspect of it. So I actually enjoy coffee. sitting here talking about stuff a lot yeah. more than coffee. Over thing. Uh, I actually need that. I'm gonna have to look that file up. <laughs> is that a thingiverse? Yeah, it's not thingiverse. I can send you the beans. link. Do what? Does it do whole beans? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do whole beans. I mean, all it is is a funnel. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I gotta print one of those. And I'm it's just a really curry guy myself, too. but my wife has this big fancy coffee thing that grinds it, does it all fresh for each time, and um, I think it'd be nice for her. I think I got some grounds up my nose when I did that. Are <laughs> <laughs> you ready to go for another hour then, right? Yeah, I, go hour. I wasn't trying to snort the coffee. So. Great. Okay, <laughs> cool. Well, I appreciate everybody coming tonight. It's been fun. You know, it's always fun hanging out with Derek, everybody in the chat. I enjoy it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it'll be awesome. So, we'll be back. Um, we're already in December, Last aren't we? Man, no, no, we're no, yeah, we're in December. Yeah, we'll we're be back. December. Wow, what's the date? Let me pull up the calendar. Yeah, you know, you would think that I would have all this ready before we even 28th. go on, but December 28th. Okay, so, so December 28th. Um, I wouldn't mind doing the, the sci fi container or we talk about it on the 28th and do the challenge on the for January. January, uh, would be fine too. So let's let's plan on doing that. Yep. So we'll talk about, we'll be giving the challenge and maybe we'll have some examples at that point. Maybe what you could do for sci-fi. Um, Chad's got a lot of sci-fi stuff around I love his, his shop. I got a lot of sci-fi stuff upstairs. Um, so yeah, we can come up, we can show some different things for that. And then we will let you loose and y'all can create. Nice. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you on the 28th. All right. Good night. Good night.